Hey everybody, it's Thursday and it's time for another Kingdom of Loathing radio podcast show. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm Riff. And I'm Hot Stuff. And uh, you guys, I think tonight is going to be a good show because on the way to dinner prior to the show, we received the, breast, the, the blessing of a raven priest. That's true. Oh, nice. Yeah. So here's here's the here's the story uh, for for listeners who don't understand what the fuck I'm talking about when I which talk is about a raven priest. All of them. yeah, which is all listeners. Um, anytime you see somebody wearing, <clears throat> especially when it's hot outside, this is how you know they're they're fucking hardcore raven priests. Anytime you see somebody wearing a black hat, a full length black coat, and also they are black, that's a raven priest. <laughs> oh, oh, not okay. they are black. If they have dreadlocks. Dreadlocks. So, so basically, it's a it's a mode of being that that a raven priest. It's a modality. Exudes, right? It's not. Uh, <clears throat> there aren't any requirements other than the full length black coat and the black hat. They tend to be black dudes with dreadlocks. Right. I think the the first one we saw was a was a Hispanic fella, if I remember correctly. Was he a Hispanic fella? I thought so. Or maybe a Native American. Yeah, Skin yeah, was very dark, be, but I think be. it was from exposure to sun. Okay. So that's another. Yeah, that's another way in which you can be blessed by old man raven. Do you are you required to be able to untie complex knots with your beak? Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's just a thing. Fish that's ants out of a hole beak. with a piece Shoot. of straw. Yeah, is that do ravens do that? Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, I think a raven priest could you know just go buy a shovel. Oh yeah, you know, using money that he true. earned at his job and dig up the bugs that way to eat them. Do you remember when we went uh, backpacking in the desert? How we were required to keep our food in. Kevlar bags because ravens. Yeah, bags with zippers. When we had to, we had to have drawstring bags that we then wrapped around over and over and over again because the ravens had figured out how to open zippers. Yep. <laughs> and they could peck through anything that wasn't Kevlar. And rats could, yeah, rats could shoot the rats. Well, could and chew the, through ripstop. I think pylon. they could also get through it too. Yeah. Well, they they're in league with the rats. Oh, I they see. see the the ravens mind control the rats. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's it's a. So wait, is the rats of Nim the rats of Nim? Is that uh, is that some sort of weird? You raven? repeated that as though you had said something wrong, but I think you said it right. I did, but I was I doubted myself. Because, the main character is a mouse. So what the fuck? You know, uh, ravens are good at playing Nim. That thing where you have like three <laughs> yeah, rows you pick of up the sticks. I also saw a web video yeah. once where a guy trained a bunch of ravens to work a vending machine. Was that was that somebody who was? Who trained them, or was that like some sort of weird, like raven shiny coin fetish? And they just decided that a vending machine was where they were storing all their coins. I, I think it was. I think it was a guy that was taking advantage of the shiny coin fetish to to see if he could uh, if he could train the ravens this way. It wasn't like a regular vending machine. It was some kind of thing he had built for the purpose. But I mean, the idea being that he would then like send them off into the world, and they would find quarters oh, and just oh. put them and in bring them machines. back to him. That could be. Oh, no! Just put them in random vending machines. You know, you could probably. Well, no, they'd only put them in the one the vending machine at his house. No, no, no! They would just put them in all vending machines, expecting there to be some sort of reward for them. I think what would be cooler is if you did that, but you train them to just put change in um, random parking meters hmm. so they would become raven good samaritans or oh, just okay. if they if they saw a fat guy walking down the street with the ass of his pants hanging out they'd just drop coins into his butt crack okay yeah that's also a way of being a good samaritan yeah hey why don't you buy a diet 
Or some That's suspenders. Say. If you cut their tongues, they can speak. Yeah. Ah. I did hear some anecdote about some experiment where a guy like dressed in all orange or something and was mean to ravens. And then he did that for like a month. And then later he went to a different town uh, and dressed all in orange. And the ravens there avoided him too, thus proving that they had communicated, hey, don't trust that orange guy. He's a fucker. Or <laughs> some of the ravens that he was being mean to just moved because some, some asshole was being mean. I think he controlled mean. for that. But at the very least, I think it seemed to demonstrate that they had communicated with one another. That orange huh. guys are assholes. Yeah, one particular guy. They could recognize one particular guy. They, I no thought that it was established that they could recognize faces. Hmm. The same way that people can. And the I mean, only dogs and cats can do that, right? Like, or, or maybe they're recognizing smells? I don't, I don't know. know. Their world has got to be so completely different than ours. Like, dogs have such limited color vision that, like, I wonder if that has an impact on their ability mm. to discern yeah, but features their, their in the environment. Vision, so to speak, is off the charts. Yeah. So yeah, sure. it's got to be completely different. Yeah, it's like how blind people are really good at farting. <laughs> yeah. Anytime you can't do something, other things, you know, they 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 compensate. Yeah, they compensate. It's true. Yeah. Uh, what have you guys been up to? Uh, any fun? Mostly nothing, because I've had no internet for. Yeah, tell us about that. What was it days. like, Riff? It, it was it, it was it, terrible. If I hadn't already had a bunch of games downloaded on Steam and some like digital books and shit, I wouldn't have known what the hell to do. Don't you have don't you have a house full of like books and toys and puzzles and Legos and stuff? Yeah, but I've for the most part I've already done all of them. Hmm. Okay, so here's a question. You have a pile of heroin. Uh-huh. You do it once, and are you gonna say, I've already done that? <laughs> Yeah, that was what you meant, right? That you've read one book, so this pile of books in the office is not appealing to you anymore. I don't think I don't think heroin has the u- reusability that a book does. You're, you're always chasing that first book about the dragon that you read. <laughs> Stephen King's Eyes of the Dragon. That's a pretty good book. How to Chase yeah, Your was. Dragon. Yeah. It's a pretty good movie. <laughs> Have you seen How to Train Your Dragon? No. Or Jick? Or, wow, neither of you have seen it? Nope. It is actually... Yeah, neither really, Zach nor Jick has seen it. I, you guys should watch that movie. Yeah? It really? is good. Huh. Yeah. I don't like DreamWorks films in general, but yeah. that one was actually pretty good. Hmm. Okay. Of course, now that I have actually like set your expectations above zero... You didn't like zero, No Dogs Don't Go to Heaven? I don't remember that one. What about uh, The Rescuers Down Under? Mm, no, I didn't see that. What about The Land Before Time? That one was okay. Okay. I haven't seen any of those Are those either. DreamWorks? I have no animations? idea. They're not Disney, are they? Is The Rescuers a Disney property? The Rescuers might be a Disney it, property. I don't remember. The, the first DreamWorks film that I can think of is Shrek, and I didn't really like Shrek. Mm, I, didn't, I thought Shrek was okay. They made a musical of Shrek, which they then filmed and are selling on DVD. Shrek was itself a musical. Uh, well, but they made a live-action live musical. Uh, Riff, sure. if you had to pick one fantasy novel to get remade, scored by Smash Mouth, which fantasy novel would it be? Oh, um, Fafford and the Grey Mauser. Okay. Um, which huh. Smash Mouth song do you think would be the Grey Mauser's light motif? Uh, I'm, I'm not familiar enough with Smash Mouth to answer that question. Well, they have Hey Now, You're an All-Star. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, that one they, would be good, although that, that one might be more appropriate for Fafford. 
Okay, so I thought that was Smashbox Twenty. Type. Might as well be walking on the sun. That's actually the title of it, including the boo doo 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 part at the end. <laughs> yeah, it was really it was it was hell on index systems at record stores. But luckily, they all went out of business shortly after that album came out because Smash Mouth sucks. The entire record store industry in the United States just threw their hands down up, by Smash threw their hands up <laughs> in disgust, and Enough. everybody just refused to work at record stores anymore. <laughs> I don't want to be a part of this system. I don't actually think that Smash Mouth is that bad. They made a lot of money on movie soundtrack deals, I sure. hope. You would think. Okay, record so if you were to pick a science fiction novel to be scored by Blues Traveler, Riff. Wow, I know even less about Blues Traveler than I know about Smash Mouth. Say yeah, why you want to give me the run around, says Blues Traveler. Wow, that's would, not familiar to me at all. The Complete Traveler in Black, just because oh. they share a word in common. Okay. Okay, is that a science fiction novel? Yeah. It's yeah, sure it is. Okay. Uh, okay, so hot stuff. If you had to pick a romance novel, <laughs> you don't know any romance novels. If you had to pick a western, you don't know any western. I don't. Yeah, I've never read. If you had really to pick a nonfiction book, okay, to be scored by <laughs> Hubastank. The Lexus and the Olive Tree. Okay. Because <laughs> I fucking hate that book <laughs> what is it about a car uh well i mean not exactly no. is that the referent it might be is I, it like my mother the it has Lexus, been it has been my years father, since i have tree. read it and fuck that noise that's all i have to say but what i'm saying is is it the lexus as in a car a lexus i think so okay but i don't remember now not like lexus nexus where lexus is just a word no, that no, means no. something else no i mean unless lexus nexus is just like some sort of some sort of social network that I'm supposed to belong to as a guy who drives a Lexus. Sure. <laughs> I don't get invited to any of the fancy Lexus parties anymore because my Lexus is out of style. What? It's, it's number one in style in my heart. I think that normally people buy a Lexus because they're like, yeah, I want a fancy car, and then they buy a new fancy car every couple of years, whereas I was like, this is literally the best car. I'm going to buy this and keep driving it forever. And they don't like that. Okay. I go in there and they're like, what's it going to take to get you in a new Lexus? And I'm going to be like, you're going to have to make new Lexuses not look real stupid, and you're going to have to make them my car. You're going to have to basically figure out a way to transplant the soul of a new Lexus into my car so that I can just keep driving my car because my car rules. See, if you guys wanted me to keep buying new cars, you should have done a shittier job of buying cars. <laughs> you really painted yourself into a quality corner with your relentless pursuit of perfection. One of the... Uh one of the programmers on Word Realms uh, pied the author of the Lexus and the Olive Tree in the face at one point. Yeah. And then he went to jail. Briefly. For being a pie terrorist. Yep. Yeah. Little Jack Horner, they called him. Yeah. Is it... uh, Are pies, like, weapons of mass destruction, do you think? Can you do a lot of damage with pies? Doesn't to it, like a church. Don't you, you, ha, you would have to be able to have a pie large enough to pie more than one person at a time for it to count as a weapon mm. of mass destruction, right? I mean, I feel like you'd have to pie like a building. You'd have to have a building-sized pie. Or at least a pie capable of leveling a building. I mean, like, if you had a pie whose filling was grenades. <laughs> okay. Maybe. Right, you pull all the pins. 
at once and explode into space or explode into a clown's face? Sure. I'm, my brain is trying to, to reconcile, reconcile the idea of pie old drivers and uh, mass driver cannons into a single weapon joke. But I don't okay, know but I pile do driver doesn't have anything to do with pie. Well, but it's got pie. To I mean, I guess they the are round. Yeah. So, uh, no, pie are round. Pi L drive. It doesn't see that. Doesn't make any Wait, sense. What is that formula? Yield. <clears throat> Pi L. Yeah. What's L? Length. Okay. So that'd be like a square. The circumference of a circle around whatever you're, you're talking about. You're squaring the circle. You're circling the square. I think that's a different thing. Squaring the circle is the thing where you come up with a square that is the same size same that, that like perfectly contains oh this really i thought it was the square that contained although that would be very easy to do right, squaring the circle is like a difficult thing right that's supposed to be that's like, like that constructing one a square that is the same uh, the same area as a circle cuz constructing a square that was the same size that just circumscribed a circle yeah that's, that seems like it'd be pretty easy trivial. because yeah. you would yeah. just you would just have yeah. to make squaring the circle the areas of the square and the circle are equal uh, in 1882, 1882, it was proven this figure cannot be constructed in a finite number of steps with an idealized compass and straight edge. They're like the two tools that you do for most like geometric sure. constructions. Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I've already figured out how to make a square that is around a circle. Yeah. But the same area is tricky. But I mean, it's also irrelevant, right? Like, why do you want to do that? What do you mean, why do you want to do that? Who cares, buddy? Who cares? <laughs> That's my answer. Uh, Riff. Yeah. What did you do with yourself? Did you do anything interesting while your internet was out? Did uh, you take advantage of it? I, I did you read, take advantage um, of your isolation? Uh, did you pretend that you were on top of a detective agency. Ooh, good. Did you read The Long Dark Tea Time of the Soul also? Uh, no, just the one. I mean, I'd already spent. I, I sat down and read it in a single sitting. At that point, yeah, I was kind of tired. Yeah, which is why there is no excuse for you to not have read the follow-up. <laughs> I, I I have in the past, and I'm sure I will again. Okay. Well, maybe I'll call them and have them unplug your internet for another couple days, so, <laughs> no! so that you can finish the job. Uh, what about you, hot stuff? I have not read any books of late. Okay. Have you um, gone on any jogs? Safaris? Uh, have you gone on any game shows? No. Um, what have I done in the past week? I'm trying to think. Uh, Played a lot of puzzle script games. I did. I did do that. Um, you juiced a lot of things. Yeah, we went to a juice, a juicy party. Yeah. I talked about that a bunch on the Monday show. Did you? Yeah. Riff, you would have hated it. There were people and juice. I, I thought I like juice. Juice. Well, there were people. Okay. <laughs> then yeah, to heck with that. You say that slightly differently, and you become an anti-Semite because you are both calling them out as a, as a separate. Well, group, I mean, I was, and an, you were saying that they are not people. I was an anti-Semite before I said it, but I see what you mean. Okay. I will concede your point. Uh well, do you guys want to just dive right into the questions? Sure. It's going to be a short show. Is it? It's going to be a real shit show. 
White Wizard 42. Okay, so here's a game that we played on the Monday show. We took people's forum names and we invented spooky Halloween versions of okay. them. Okay, so with White Wizard 42, I'm going Whitewashed Bones Wizard 42. So I would just respell white, W-I-G-H-T, and be done. Oh, there you go. Okay. Riff? Mm, I probably would have gone for some kind of terribly inappropriate KKK joke. Because <laughs> that's Halloweeny. Yeah. Okay, do it. All of my jokes <coughs> on Monday were apparently about how I don't like blacks. Huh. Go, riff. Riff. Spooky yes? Halloween version of White Wizard 42. You have 10 seconds. <laughs> I think that's it. <laughs> it's just the implication that White Wizard 42 is itself a KKK reference. Okay, wait a second. You have to uh, say uh, yeah. <laughs> a spooky Halloween version of White Wizard 42, and everyone is going to have to listen Twitter in agony. For two weeks? <laughs> no, I haven't. Until you say it. On, on, on Twitter, everybody has changed their, their names, their oh, like, oh, Twitter handles, to, to like spooky versions of their Twitter handles, right? So it's... Mm-hmm. Ian, Ian We're not Bo- just trying to be like Bugo, the folks on Bugos Twitter. Didn't Ian do Bugos anything. didn't do anything. I tried to be Zach Ian Boo Ghost Johnson, but that was too long. Um, dude, I, I want to save Jake's for last because it's the best, but who else, who else did something? Uh, Adam... Adam uh, Saltzman changed his from Adam Atomic to Golem something or other. Yeah, some of them are really a stretch. Yeah, I noticed uh, that Bob, a, a, Bob, Bob a, Servo did Bob Servant of the Devil. Mm. Ashley Birch changed hers to uh, what Ghastly Lurch, I think. Yeah, right. that's pretty good. Yeah, so so Jake Rodkin wins Twitter because he is Jake. AKA No, Jake no, D- DB, DBA, DBA yeah, Scary Ghost. DBA Scary Ghost, yeah. <laughs> Which is just the best. He wanted it to be Jake Rodkin DBA Spooky Ghost, yeah. but that was too long. Uh Riff. Yes. Spooky Halloween version of White Wizard 42 is the next goddamn word out of your mouth, and we're not moving on until you're done. Okay. Do, does it count if I just say Halloween version of White Wizard 42? <clears throat> it doesn't riff. It doesn't riff. And now you've made a liar of me and an unemployed <laughs> asshole of you. <laughs> can I can I just say White Wizard 42 in a spooky Halloween voice? No, because that is also not the assignment. Man. Hmm. All right, riff. I'm going to whisper as an aside to you. Okay, just okay. To get no, wait. I've, I've got one. I've got one. I've got one. Okay. White Witchard 42. There you okay, go. Okay, there you go. Anyway, uh, let's see. So what did we say? Uh, I don't even know what the was white that question. Whitewashed Bone Wizard 42, White, W-I-G-H-T, Wizard 42, White Witchard 42 writes, uh, Time spent in slash haiku. Wait, that's already fucked up. When my meter is thrown off, glass of warm water. Accidental text doesn't scan 575. Awful oversight. Could this please be changed? And then once you're done with that, I want a pony. Yeah, we fixed a bunch of, uh, well, we. By we, I mean C.D. Moyer. Okay, quick. Spooky Halloween version <laughs> of C.D. Moyer. Uh, C.D. Boilher. Ooh, okay, okay. good. Yeah, finally, yeah, finally you got your fucking head in the game, Yeah, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting the flow. I'm getting it. Okay. I'm feeling it. Uh, hmm, shit. Yeah, now, now I feel like I'm on the... Uh... Mm. 
the petard. And PG-13, Moyer. Uh, what? No. <laughs> I guess PG-13 isn't really scary. No. Uh, mm, uh, Eight-track, Moyer. Uh, let's see. Cold, dead, Moyer. Oh, I was there say you go. Creepy, creepy, dead, Moyer was where I was okay, going. Creepy, but... dead, Moyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, he, he made a bunch of things not trigger in haiku. Uh, I don't know if that's one of them because that is not in the chat effect code. Uh, but here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do for you. Whitewashed bone wizard 42. I mean, 13. <laughs> uh, dun, I'm dun, going dun. to post that link to that forum post into dev so that somebody will see that. Siron, a.k.a. Diron. Uh, Psychic Horror-Ron. C- Cylon? Cylon? Nice. Cylon's good. I find that the blank diary is pretty powerful, albeit it can only be used once. My question is, why give players another powerful thing instead of just a display case item souvenir, a.k.a. item without an effect for events such as server downs or other similar events? If it is to appease those who are not able to play their adventures, why not make the diary untradeable? P.S. I actually love the blank diary itself. Thank you for it. I just had these questions in mind. I, I mean, I just thought it was more interesting to... Because it was a thing where I couldn't tell who was actually hit by the thing and who wasn't. Right. Right. There wasn't any way to determine, like, all right, who actually tried to log in and couldn't. I was like, well, I might as well give this thing to everybody. It should be useful because the people who want it should have something useful in exchange. The people who didn't necessarily lose anything now have an interesting choice. Do they they have something that is, like economically powerful or do they have something that they hang on to until there is a world event do they have something that they try to collect from other people before they become rare and more expensive like i just think it's a more interesting item it's still it's still display case fodder if you want it to be yeah exactly nothing about it being useful changes that yeah something that is both display case fodder and also a cool thing on its own is better than a thing that is just display case fodder sometimes i will decide i don't want this to be like a real thing i just want this to be a souvenir but this just wasn't one of those times the first the first time you you thought of it an idea for this though it was like oh, i guess we could just give them 40 adventures and clear their their stomach yeah and i was like i think that might be a little too powerful <laughs> yeah it was a little too powerful uh diabolico oh. mm-hmm. what i don't think we That's can do anything already else done. to that one hmm. how about diabolical dead <laughs> Uh, Diabetes Co. <laughs> Ooh, that's the worst company. Yeah. It's the, that's the scariest factory to go trick-or-treating at. <laughs> Diablo Co. Have some candy. <laughs> Have some more candy. Have lots and lots of candy. Diablo Co. Di- uh, okay. Because that's just eliminating an O. That's just the, the first uh, four syllables of the name of the author of Juno. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> You have expressed a lot of grief over the stocking mimic farming, over stocking mimic farming, including the fact that you don't think you understand it well enough to try to fix it. At the risk of making myself a target of myself, um, at the ri- Ugh, Jesus Christ, why am I terrible at reading? It's because I'm so scared by <laughs> diabolical dead. At the risk of making a target of myself among other meat farmers, I have a simple low-effort suggestion that can help the issue without changing the stocking mimic at all, and will also level the playing field between manual farmers and full-on mafia using script-running botters. Make Candy Blast stop dropping candy after round 10. Yeah, that is a good idea, I think. I think that doesn't that, solve all the problems. No, it doesn't, but it probably helps. I think that by 10, you mean 3, though. 
Uh, he's do the same thing to anything else in the game that has a chance per combat round of dropping meter items. Crown of Thrones drops and the Biddy Car Meat Car come to mind. Yeah, the, the Biddy Car Meat Car, if it continued to operate in subsequent rounds after the first, that was an oversight. All Crown of Thrones drops stop happening after the third round, Yeah, I think. Unless we have screwed something up. Yeah. Um, let me actually look at the Biddy Car. Uh, let's... Is that in a code block? It is... Oh, but it's in like a biddy car. Block. Let's see. So, hmm, does that just keep going? I can't the, actually read your screen from here. Biddy car. Yeah, I mean, I see some cases. It has. It, so, unless I fuck something up, the biddy car is either supposed to. It uh, okay. So I guess here's the thing: it has a one in five chance of firing in any round. Okay. Once it fires once, actually no, that is not true. The way that this is supposed to work is it has a one in five chance of firing. Okay. And uh, like in any round or at all? At, at all. But then once it checks to see whether it fires or not, it sets a fight prop that makes it stop checking to see if it fires. So it should only fire so, once. Yeah. It should fire once or zero times, and that's it. Okay. But it could happen any time in the combat. Uh, I don't actually know. I don't actually know where... Where does the... Oh, of course. Of course, my shell session. I don't know why the shell sessions here have gotten so unreliable. It's like... Uh, You're all wired in and shit now. I am, yeah. But, like, at my house in Arizona, yeah. which has probably the most reliable internet of any of the places that we ever are, right? The internet just has never gone down, to my knowledge, at my house. I can't leave a shell session open for more than, I don't know, half an hour without it just disconnecting. Here, it will disconnect eventually, but a lot of the time it'll just hang up. Like, it just won't be working. So, I'm grepping everything for Biddy Car. Let's see. Where is Biddy Car? Yeah, I, it's it's entirely possible that this guy just does not know how it works. So it does fire every round, but once it fires once, it turns itself off. So if that's not working, I then, mean, is is it setting the is it uh, is it setting the right prop and actually checking that at this? Well, end? I don't know. Let's uh, copy that and then paste that. It did not change. So. Okay. Yeah, save it just in case. Anyway, so I don't know if there's other stuff that you're thinking of that's like that. Anyway, says, if you really wanted to make the baby Jesus cry, you could also reduce or remove the auto cell value on the candy produced by Candy Blast. That would hurt my heart. Please don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't... I don't think that that's necessary. Removing the auto cell on it would just make it... so that you'd have to discard it to get rid of it, which I don't really like in most cases. Reduce it to one. Yeah... Diabolico says, unrelated note, I too am sad about missing this Debonic Scroll. I'm practically a spooky thing collector. I cried. I don't remember where this Debonic Scroll came from. Wasn't that this... Did you get it from the Necbromancer, maybe? I think that's where you got the Bone Homie. Bone Homie. Dude, I don't even know. We've been working on this game so fucking long, man. I'm just going to do a Google search for Debonic Scroll. This is how we learn things. Uh, where did you get this? You got it from the Cannon Museum during a skeleton invasion. Oh, when you wow. fought Renee Corman. Damn. Yeah, that, that was, was a long, long time, time ago. ago. 
It's likely, says the references section of the wiki, that this is a reference to Boner from Growing Pains. This may also refer to the Pnecotic Manuscripts, a fictional manuscript of forbidden knowledge that were created by H.P. Lovecraft. Uh, Wow, Vincent Stabone? Yeah, no, it's it's absolutely... It is absolutely a reference to both of those things. I don't know, man. It's it's never a reference to what they say it is, so we have to think of some new reference. Oh, yeah, shit. (laughs) No, I think that was before Boner died. Yeah, what the fuck happened there? I think he just killed himself. That like, wasn't like an OD? No, I think he... I mean, he had been... He was like a depressive dude. I think he just wandered off into the woods and killed himself. Huh. And then it took him a long time to find him. Um, Stumps McGee. Hmm. Let's see. Um, hmm. Bloody Stumps McGee. Oh, that's hmm? so good. Okay, yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Stumps uh, McGhost. <laughs> okay. Um... Wow, shit. This is harder with three. Right? Yeah, let's see. Uh, um, just, uh, fuck. I thought Bloody of another one. Good. I, was, I was trying to find... I was okay, trying to find okay what's your other one, Riff? Stumps McGool. Okay. Okay, but I mean, that's... Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> you can't really invalidate anything that's technically... Appropriate, even, yeah, if, it's, stumps even if it's not Mc, funny. Stumps McGhost. Is that what you said? That's what I said. Shit. <laughs> uh, stumps McScream. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's terrible. Okay. Scream, that's screams McGhost. Hey, guys. Yeah, screams McGhost. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. I have some hopefully respectful comments about the revamps. Uh, one, I seem to remember Jick saying that it was silly that Seal Clubbers gave you the ability to dual wield and then rewarded you for using a two-handed club. He said then it seemed like they should be able to auto-hit with either a two-handed club or two one-handed clubs when using smacks. Did you decide against this or just not remember slash care to go along with it after more thought? I'm just seeing how it plays out. Uh, two, if each class will be getting its own version of noodles and then noodles will no longer work for them, doesn't that mean that Postamancer will have to go last? Seems strange to change noodles to a skill mostly for Postamancers, but have it still be required as the only stunning for Turtle Tamers and Accordion Thieves until their revamps. Well... No, it doesn't. I yeah, mean, I mean, you, like you have to do it one way or the other way, right? right. Like you, it's you, just you have to do them in an order, and this is how it's working out. Yeah, like, um, three. Do you have an estimate on what the resource cost of using entangling noodles is going to be? Will it still be as cheap as now, but just for pasta mancers, or will it be about the same cost as club foot? I, I honestly don't know. I mean, I think it. Stunners will be cheaper for missed classes than they are for any other class because my idea is that they are... Disco Bandits have, have proven to be a weird outlier, but I'm, I'm pretty happy with the way that that... They're super interesting. ...has played out. Um, my initial intent was for it to be like Muscle Classes had the most expensive stunners, Moxie Classes had the second most expensive, and then uh, Mist Classes had the cheapest... It didn't exactly work out that way with the Disco Bandit, but the way that that works is different. Different, yeah. Um, in a way, and I, in a way that I think is pretty good. Uh, I understand, says uh, Stumps. I mean, corpse. Wow, corpse. Corpse. Oh, Mc, that's good. Corpse McDank. Uh, I understand <laughs> that you don't want to multiply the work of later skills from the Bandersnatch. I was just wondering, uh, though, if there could be a small change. Right now, you can use it to extend noodles, but not to extend clubfoot, or so I believe. This means that we will be losing a feature for five out of six classes. Well, okay, but... So my request is to have the bander work for each class's stunning mechanisms, or to replace this with an interaction on some Postamancer skill that will always be usable by any class. I, The bander is... 
It's like, we'll figure out what to do with the Bandersnatch after all of this is over because a bunch of random shit is going to change, especially with missed classes. And, you know, just figure it out. I'm going to try not to remove any functionality from the Bandersnatch. But, like, also the shit that you're talking about is, like, this weirdly unimportant aspect of what the Bandersnatch does the way that most people use it. So, yeah. I'm not I'm not going to pay any attention to the Bandersnatch until after I've done what I want to do with the classes. I'm not using the Bandersnatch as like a guide for how anything should work in the future because the Bandersnatch was just one of those V for Viva Mask style messes where it's like, hey, let's just make this thing do fucking everything. Whack uh, says, I'm not hearing a no. I mean, so this is where that the whole running gag started when I suggested that Whack's spooky Halloween name would be Black. Okay. Huh. Because huh. black is inherently scary? Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought black was inherently Halloween because orange and black. Sure. Well, did you say, how about, okay, orange is the new whack. <coughs> okay. Riff? Um. I mean, I'm thinking like. Like whack, as in the sound effect that an axe murderer makes with their axe, but I don't know how to formulate that into a single name. Gave her mother thirty whack. Yes, yeah. uh, that's good. That's good. Okay, say it, Riff. Uh, gave her mother thirty whack. Okay. Uh, hamfish, uh, which I had previously said is damned fish. That's pretty good. Um. Riff. Uh, I'm I'm working on it. <laughs> Hot stuff. Ham ham fish. Huh? Yeah, that's a that's different. Ha- ham fish man. Disembodied hand fish. Oh, that's good. Okay. I noticed there's no haiku message for zombifying a foe in the haiku dungeon. How about something along the lines of and then he gives us a haiku. Also, the reanimated 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 random 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 familiar equipment is pretty cool, but unless you're constantly changing your mind about the function you want the familiar to have, it's not so useful when he already has the maximum number of body parts. Any thoughts about making it zappable into say a vial of extra glowy liquid that adds plus 5 pounds to familiar weight? Why or why not? I mean, that's we do this though. Like we we specifically sometimes make familiar gear that isn't just plus, plus five pounds to keep things slightly more variable, right? Yeah, I mean, I think it's fine that, like, once you're done with that, you can put a pumpkin bucket on him. Or, sure, uh, ant hoe. Lead weight. Well, no, there's better things than that. Sure. You could put a um, snowsuit yeah. on him. You could put that custom item dragon <laughs> costume. The panda outfit. There's a dragon one, too. I forget yeah. who we gave that to. It was that woman who did the Bob. calendar, one of the calendars. Yeah. Uh, shit, Sin. Sin, Sin C-Y-N-N. Yes. Yeah. You could track her down, make her give you that dragon outfit that's probably untradeable. Put that on it. That's what you should do. Damned fish. Capum K or KK Capum KKK. Okay, so this, so I think you're, I think you're, uh, you're starting to show your true colors here. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm t- I am trying to show my true lack of color. Capum K. 
I'm going to go Count K. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Um, Okay. K is like a particularly unspooky letter. It's in spooky. Okay, fair enough. Spookapum K. Cap Mummy K? Okay, there you go. Good. <laughs> sure. says, this past show was the best ever. Two crazy guys talking to a ghost. Another great <laughs> podcast idea. Should they also review video games? Also, that riff, are you still there? Ah, well, good. Part was pretty funny. Come on. <laughs> I... I kind of want to listen to that show because it sounds like it was kind of hilarious. Well, it also has my cool song that I made that, that to, to uh, make up for our... yeah. uh, F, uh, who I think I had referred to as Deaf. <laughs> what? That's not spooky. That's just hard of hearing. Okay. Uh, ephemeral ghost. Oh, yeah. huh? Okay. Uh, F, F Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Ooh, there you go. The riff song at the beginning was amazing. Yeah, I rule. I spent, I'm thinking about doing a project where I just record a song a minute because that song took me about a minute to make. Yeah, I saw I saw a, a dude that's been doing a song a day for several years now. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. I saw I saw song number like 1173, and it was okay. Yeah, <laughs> I think you'd get kind of good at it. What is he? I mean, he must not have a job or a girlfriend. I have no idea. Uh, the dog delusion. Let's see. The hellhound delusion. Oh, took mine. All right. The werewolf delusion. Wow, really? <laughs> uh, okay. What was yours, Riff? Richard Dawkins' terrifying thriller, The God Delusion. <laughs> I took a uh, werewolf delusion. Okay, the werewolf delusion. Okay. Um... Dog devil liaison. <laughs> the dog devil liaison. Okay, yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, anyway, the 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 werewolf delusion says, "I agree. It was like Riff drank the radio version of an invisibility potion. The long moments of silence, followed by Jeff or Hot Stuff replying to a question we couldn't hear, was so great. However, I like hearing Riff's comments. So perhaps next time the guy should have a guest come on whose commentary nobody wants to hear in the first place. Question: If you guys were to bring somebody onto your podcast, involve them in the conversation, but cut out all of their audio on purpose, who would it be? I, you know, uh, like Marcel Busey or some." Somebody super, super unpredictable so that oh. it would make our stuff into even more oh. non sequitur. Just nonsense word salad. Yeah. Is that your Halloween costume? Nonsense, nonsense word, word salad? salad? Uh, let's see. Lilac, who I oh. will call Lie Black. No, lie uh, back. Uh, this won't hurt oh, a bit, good. except that it die will lack. as I vivisect you in my laboratory. Lich attack. Lich attack, okay. Yeah. Okay, uh, what was yours, Riff? Dilac? Dilac. Dilac, nice. I think I brought this up a few months ago, but here's a better worded version of the question. One, 
Would you be willing to explore the design space of skills that made you lose adventures or substats in exchange for a powerful speed ascension relevant effect? I imagine the biggest concern with these hypothetical skills would be complexity and friendliness. A skill that takes a turn and makes you lose 50 substats in exchange for a massive plus non-combat buff is like the exact opposite of the welcoming, easy-to-understand mechanics of, say, the new Seal Clubber skills. Perhaps making these skills a traveling trader thing would offset that? I, I kind of like that idea because, you know, as people have sort of figured out how to level up as much as needed, you know, and, and do the plus monster level and stuff like that, having another reason to continue to gain stats throughout the course of the game could be really interesting. Yeah. Um, well, design some traveling trader skills then that uh, cause you to bleed substats in exchange for powerful effects. Powerful effects. It's a cool idea. You lose a hundred percent of your muscle substats per turn for 10 turns hmm. in exchange for plus one percent non-combat sure yeah two related to the previous question how about the concept of losing adventures from your current pool of tunes but t- pool of tunes turns. pool of turns but not actually incrementing your turn count as if you'd eaten super low quality food that, that day for example i really like how cursed punch does this in the hidden city and i think the idea has promise i don't entirely understand what you mean so it, it, like you don't lose adventures from your current pool of turns. Why is that so hard to say? Pool of By turns? drinking cursed punch, you just you just don't get them in the first place. Right? I mean, that's exactly the same thing as key lime pies. What do you mean? The, so the cursed punch serves exactly the same purpose as key lime pies in that it is eating or it is drinking something that is not very good quality because of a quest relevant effect that it has. I see. Like a quest relevant secondary thing that it has going on. Did you even look at the Hidden City stuff? I did. I kind of rolled it all out without even running it past you. No, no, but I don't remember what that did. It just gives you, it's one of the ways of getting cursed. Like you can either, you can either get the witch doctor guy to curse you, like by encountering that monster a bunch of times, or you can get it from the non-combats over and over again until you, until you get the third one. Or you can just get a level of it by drinking that booze. Um, which I meant that booze to be kind of a safety valve. Like if you were trying to get a third shaman or whatever before you got to the non-combat the last time, you could do it instead of spending another eight turns in the zone. Right. Or whatever. I don't know how well it actually worked out. I mean, probably for an optimizing player, all of that stuff was already solved if it was like somebody who basically already had all the skills and all of the tactical knowledge and understands how the game works but like creating those problems still creates a problem for other people to solve as they go on their journey of learning how to optimize things right so like you know it was characterized i think the hidden city was characterized by the speed dudes as like and eh, this is good it's a little too well balanced because everything is equivalent like all of you have all these different options but they're all basically the same and none of the them are reckoning. reactive to like other stuff that has happened in your run no i tried a little bit well no because like that's they the all, thing like modern stuff internal. that i design is all pretty pretty internally I contained see. right and yeah that's that like that is a thing that i really appreciate in the overarching design is the idea of if something drops somewhere, like, you know, let's say you get, like, a piece of the pirate outfit really early or something, yeah. you're like, oh, maybe I should go for that because I've already got 
some of it. You, do you know what I mean? I mean, like, I thought that I was doing that in the Hidden City by there being five zones in the Hidden City, right? Like you would choose an order to do it in, and like whether or not something dropped might change your right. approach to another one. But I think that it just didn't. It just didn't work out that way. I mean, it, like those things are best when they happen by accident. Sure. Uh, three, the Seal Clubber thread has recently turned to a discussion of how overpowered Kung Fu Hustler is. What are your thoughts on the concept of, say, as part of the Postamancer or Saucer revamp, those classes' spells not working for other classes without a utensil equipped? Like if you were an accordion thief or saucer trying to use cannelloni cannon, it would do a glancing blow damage if you didn't have a utensil-type weapon in one hand, or a chef staff or whatever. I, I like that. Um, I don't... The thing is, like... In, in in talking about in in, in the, the 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 stammering in the recent discussions in the seal clubber thread like here is what I would like to have out of these revamps I would like for every class intrinsically to be able to handle at level combat right. just given the spells that they have right which I think that's basically like that is not a thing that we have now because like accordion thieves are just fucked. Right, so saying, like, if if you are not a person who considers that an improvement, then yes, you're not going to give a shit about these revamps. So whatever, because that's also like not the things that you care about are not the things that I'm trying to do here. I would also like for classes to be able to handle some plus monster level with just their native skills, and I think so far I have succeeded at that. Right, like wallop was a big deal for a seal clubber running plus 10 or plus 20 or plus 30 or plus 40 monster level. Once you get past that, I think it's okay if you start needing cross-class skills to effectively deal with it because the point at which you start caring about that in your KOL career is also the point at which you have a bunch of cross-class skills. So I don't want to... I don't have any interest in making it so no seal... Like, for instance... We did a thing with the Disco Bandit revamp that has made it so it synergizes pretty well with Seal Clubber Smacks. Like, it makes it makes Smacks a viable combat strategy for Disco Bandits under certain circumstances. And I think that's really cool. It's not, you know, I'm not going to be like, what, what, I caught somebody using another skills class, got to put a stop to that, like everybody seems to be so fucking afraid of, because like that's not at all what I'm trying to do with these. So I don't know about the idea of like, you can't cast saucer spells without a saucepan equipped. That seems, that seems like too mean to saucerers. I'm doing something very much like that with Accordion Thieves, but that's because all of the shit that I'm giving to Accordion Thieves is just brand fucking new and is straight up just options you will have that you didn't have right. before. And so anyone who complains about the Accordion Thieves skill <laughs> revamp is just fucking dumb. And <laughs> I don't get to, I don't need to there listen are to them. There some corollary changes that people all. might be annoyed by, but... Yeah, but not if they think about it. Sure. Like, it's... Yeah, of course that's... Zumbini, uh, oh. Zumboni, yeah, uh, Zombini, yeah, Zombini. There you go. Yeah, well, the riff and I just came up with the exact same. D- Doombini. There's a third one. Oh, there you go. Good. All right, I'm gonna. It was then that I carried you. <laughs> uh, 
I think you should release three versions of every Thursday show. One with Jick slash Hot Stuff's audio, one with only Riff's audio, and one combining the two. Also, question, how much time each day do you guys spend reading the forums? I, 20 minutes, probably. Uh, I hardly read it at all unless there's something, like, it dramatic happening. I mean, I guess if there's a lot going on, I will spend more than 20 minutes. But, I mean, I pop in throughout the day Half hour, and probably. read the couple threads that I shouldn't be reading. Yeah, that depress you. Uh, felony. Uh, uh, Bella Lugosi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Huh. Hmm. Felpacti. Okay. Got some World of Warcraft. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Um, I don't even remember what my version of felonies was on the Monday show. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, aggravated murder which is a felony <laughs> uh, any chance you could lower the level requirements on Dreadsylvanian stew and white Dreadsylvanians it's difficult to reach level 20 when you ascend once per week and farming the trash monsters in Dreadsylvania is boring if you can't use the level of item boost these items provide what no tough shit yeah those are those like, are meant to be high yeah you're not you're like not yes to... it's difficult to reach level 20 when you ascend once per week that's because the game still isn't stupid and y- you're right like that's not. Those aren't for you. Yeah. Uh, I eat food. On Monday was I eat brains. Mm. Uh, ooh, ooh. Here's a here's a sort of an existentially horrifying one. I am food for worms. Ooh. Oh, nice. Um. I eat flesh. Okay. Eyeballs are food. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In the forums of loathing.gif at the top left of the main page, who is that weird guy that looks like a homeless Hugh Laurie? I don't mean he looks dirty and without a home, just like he's a little worse for wear and oldish. Sorry if that's your mother, hot stuff, in which case she sure is a MILF. Please don't hate me. Damn, that's homeless Hugh Laurie. That's, that's Grandma motherfucking Tarkin. That's hilarious. And if he were still alive, Holy he would shit. do two things. He would a have you executed yeah. by some sort of imperial execution oh droid, my God. and then he would b he would invite you over to his cool England apartment to play a game war of game. Little Wars, yeah. Yeah. the miniatures war game invented by H.G. Wells. <laughs> so fucking great. Um, yeah, I anyway. so much more gravitas to his... Yeah, con- That's, his that is a... What is, shit, what is his name? Grand Moff Tarkin. <laughs> oh, uh, Peter his, Cushing. Peter Cushing, yeah. yeah. I always think, for whatever reason, that it, that the name of that actor is Jeremy Irons, but Jeremy Irons is a totally different guy who's much younger, still alive, and not Grand Moff motherfucking Tarkin. <laughs> you mean Pete Toom Cushing? Oh, yeah. Peter <laughs> crushing your bones. Uh... uh. Oracle of Waffing. Uh, let's see. Oracle of Coughing because you have lung cancer. Um, Trap, trapped in a coffin? That's not close enough, is it, to recount? No, no. Oracle of what is it? Oracle of Waffing. Waffing? Waffing. Hmm. Oracle of Nothing. Uh, Goracle of Waffing. Ooh, okay, there you go. There you go. Yeah, okay. Hot stuff? Yeah. Hold on. Getting there. Or am I frightening? There you go. Uh, Anyway, he didn't really say anything. Uh, (laughs) All that effort. (laughs) Ephemeral Ghost says, are we using this thread for the Thursday show? Okay, Jick. 
Jick. What's the spooky Halloween version of Jick? Jock? Sick. <laughs> uh, man, this is, this is the problem with you and your um, four-letter usernames. Huh. Jack O'Lantern? No, Jick O'Lantern. Yeah, Jick O'Lantern is exactly where I was going, you bastard. Uh, okay. Um, I guess Jick Skellington. Severed dick. That's scary. It's a dessert. Oh yeah, that's an English dessert. <laughs> yeah. Severed dick. Yeah. <laughs> Porpentine is Porpentine is a real fan of that English yeah. dessert. Uh, Bleeko. Yeah. Bleak O with an A. Um, Wait, Bleak O? Yeah. Huh. This is. There's no comments in between for us to recharge our spooky Cre- name creak, batteries. Creak O. Okay. Like a creaky yeah. floor in a haunted house. Yeah, we got it. Okay. Uh, we were all on bleak board. Ghost. There you go. Yeah. Bleak O'Lantern. <laughs> um, anyway, his forum avatar is Telly Savalas as a Borg, so that's pretty good. Oh, that's a good... Is that a yeah. Halloween? Do you think that's a Halloween Ooh, I don't avatar? know. Yeah, man. We should all have spooky Telly Savalas avatars. <laughs> Let's do it. Riff, get on that. Make us a bunch of spooky Telly Savalas avatars. Uh. Riff. <laughs> Eco. What, right now? Eco. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, what else are you doing? Oh. Before the end of the show. (laughs) Quick, quick. Looking at Spaghetti Breakfast versus Cold One, they seem to be almost two sides of the same coin, with the exception that Spaghetti Breakfast is just one per day. I understand the narrative of needing it to be the first thing you eat. Sometimes, though, after a long night, a guy wants a pasta feast for breakfast, and there they are, stacked to the ceiling like bowls of the other leading cereal, and yet untouchable. What's a pasta lover to do? Well, stop summoning them if you have more than you can eat. People don't don't want that they don't you could auto sell them sure you could um feed them to your gluttonous green ghost that's true maybe uh stinko man 87 mm. uh stinko man 13 i think i already made that joke on monday about the uh the more frightening in the 60s than today pinko man uh Slenderman 87. Stink of the Dead. Ooh. Oh, nice. 87. Uh, in universe, why is a random vampire, Count Druncula, potentially stronger than even an elder god? Really, this applies to the various power levels of the bonus bosses versus how powerful you would expect them to be given their identity in the game. Well, I mean, why is a random Christmas elf fighting a super high level buff bot stronger also, than the naughty sorceress? Why is why do you assume that Count Druncula is a random vampire. That's that's ridiculous. He is the boss of all all vampires of that area. Like that's a lot of responsibility. Elder gods are just like, you know, hanging out in space. Yeah, they're they're all soggy from being underwater for so long. <laughs> they're all prune fingered. Yep. Oh, prune fingers. That's the yeah. that's the next web show. Bork boy <laughs> writes. Uh, hmm, let's see. Spork boo is pork buoy. Yeah, <laughs> say <laughs> ah, ah, that's pretty scary. Say the name again. Spork boy. Spork boy. 
I, I'm going with pork buoy because <laughs> that is the last thing you want if you're stranded at sea. How about or maybe the first devil's pitchfork boy? Okay, there you go. Can we have a chat effect called pretentious? It could change random words to bad French. Noel. Also, spook boy. Okay, oh, that's racist, but okay. <laughs> oh, wow! Um, it wasn't until you said that. Yeah, it's like everything. Okay. Um, I don't know any random French words. What is French for kumquat? Oh, uh, wow. That's what weird. is French for penguin? Penguin. Uh, Diabolico, which we already did. Jick, imagine that you're sitting in your sweet San Francisco oceanfront bungalow when you are attacked by a spooky zombie. You deftly kill it and the skeleton inside of it with your sweet sword, but you get gallons of foul, bloody ichor all over your bungalow's sweet hardwood floor. To clean up the mess, you have a gallon of bleach, a mop, and the Pacific Ocean. How many times can you rinse your mop off in the Pacific Ocean before the mopping becomes, quote, completely worthless and does, quote, fucking nothing? So the, the problem, the, like, as soon okay. as I read this question, yeah. I was like, oh, God, here's, here's are, the thing. You are fucking up the whole argument. From me, if there is one thing more disgusting than a mop bucket, it is the fucking ocean. Yeah. So zero times. Yeah. Zero times can you rinse anything off in the ocean because what you are doing, here's the thing about Jesus. the ocean. Here's the thing about the ocean. You go and you look at the ocean and you think like, oh, a nice beach. I'm going to hang out on this beach next to this big, you know, body of water. Except that the thing that you aren't thinking, if you're not me, about that body of water is that two things are true. Almost everything that has ever lived and died died in that body of water. The second thing is it's still in there. Just while it was alive, it was also shitting constantly. That's true. <laughs> the rotting corpses and shit of every being, almost every being that has ever lived in the history of the earth is still just floating in the fucking ocean. It's not really floating, it's mostly at the bottom. But well, it's sort of it's like in stuff, suspension. Stuff sinks. Stuff really but does sink. Little bits of shit don't sink. Like well, you can't say that salt sinks in the ocean because it doesn't. Well, okay, but I'm also it's not worried suspension. about. I'm also not worried about molecules of salt. No, but you are worried about molecules of rotten, ancient, dead, I'm, fucking gross. I'm rotten not worried about molecules shit. of it. I'm, I am worried about actual gross, like protozoans or whatever that want to eat my flesh. Extra credit. Would your answer be different if you were dipping your mop into Lake Michigan? Slightly, because a much smaller percentage of the things that have died <laughs> in the history of the Earth are currently rotting. In the waters of Lake I, Michigan, I honestly think that the swimming pool, which he gets to, is is a much better because that is bleached or chlorinated to the point where it's, you know, nearly pristine. I could, I suppose, imagine. I mean, yes, eventually something is so big that even when you dump a thimble full of turd into it, you would still be willing to drink out of it. Yeah, I guess that's true. Right, I would. I would if there was a a pool full of drinking water, and you took a thimble of shit and dumped it, and you dropped it in the the deep end, and then I pulled, you know, five minutes later, I pulled a cup out of the shallow end and was like, "Will I drink this for a hundred bucks? Yes, I will drink that." For I mean, $100. what you don't realize is that that the the homeopathic principle makes that <laughs> even stronger, so that's why you're sick all the time. Sure. An Olympic swimming pool, a bathtub, eh, yeah. A bathtub, a bathtub gets to the point where, so here's the thing. Basically, if dipping your filthy mop into it noticeably changes the color of it, then 
it is obvious that all you are doing is smearing crap around on your floor by using that as a mop vessel. Inherently obvious. The problem is that just like you take this argument to a logical extreme and like the floor is just constantly covered with shit. That's true. Because, you know, particles of shit just just leave because well and also because i'm shit on the floor well sure but trying to conserve water but every time you (laughs) shit you know tiny little particles of shit just go everywhere so there's there's fecal particles fucking everywhere you know those who write on outhouse walls roll their shit in little balls and those who read those lines of wit eat those little balls of shit sure that's robert frost right yeah look out birds Uh, inaudible yelling. Let's see. Oh, inaudible, inaudible screaming. Helling. What? Ooh, ooh, inaudible screaming. That was in, yeah, in space, no one can hear you screaming. Ooh, in space, no one can hear you yelling. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, I happen to have a ludicrous amount of sugar sheets in my inventory. Is there any way you could implement a make-all option in the sugar sheet crafting interface? Dude, why? Don't know. That's that's a CD more. Yeah, Save that, that question for next week. What is that interface? Yeah, I don't know. We could... You know, nowadays, that would probably be a multi-use crafting thing. Can you not chat command multi-use crafting? Not conveniently. I, mean, I feel like it would be pretty easy to make a slash multi-craft sure. command that just took additional it's, arguments. It's tricky, though, right? Because it's the multi-use is the one thing where if you want to make 50 things that require using 40 things that... Currently, you just have to do them 40 times or 50 times. Yeah, well, right. That's why nobody found the yeah. Elvis Costello trophy. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Knee. Mr. Broken Knee. Mm. Mystery Knee. Mr. Mister, uh, Mr. Wounded Knee. It's got the okay. Indian ghosts. Yeah, I was going to say bury my still beating heart at Mr. Oh, knee. Nice. Wow, that's good. Yeah. Hot stuff. Oh, is Mystery Knee not acceptable? Oh, Mystery Knee. I didn't even I didn't realize you had made a joke. I thought you just said the name again, <laughs> hoping that no one would notice. Uh, great show, guys. Incidentally, what has happened to Riff? Is his mic still working? P.S. If his mic is still working, don't read the above out. Riff, is your mic still working? Uh, I hope so. Did you, did, you, did you remember to clear off space on the SD card? Yes. <laughs> Are the you numbers going? are still going on. The show. He only has to do that once every couple of months, and that's the problem, right? It's not frequent yeah. enough that yeah, you think about I guess it. That's the, I guess that is the problem. It's, so the solution is to either get a much bigger or much smaller SD card. It's just at the wrong size. <laughs> or, or just remember to, for like, to erase them every single time, no matter how Or we could how, record for eight, how eight hours. It is. Uh, the reason, like, I didn't, when I was doing my shows remote in Chicago, I was really nervous about clearing off the most recent show or two in case... Something yeah, catastrophic that happened. is true. Yeah. Right. So, like, there's this weird, like, data preservation instinct that we have. Yeah, I mean, once it's... I feel like once it's popped into Dropbox and synced, then it's just forever. Yeah. What could go wrong with the cloud? Turtle mm. Goyce writes, let's see... Uh, turtle what? Turtle Goyce? Turtle Juice? Turtle G-E-U-S-E? Oh, okay. uh, let's see. Turtle oh. Ghost? Uh, Beetlejuice. No, no, I was going to say turtle juice, turtle juice, turtle juice. Ah, okay. I got my anniversary gift today, but my anniversary ain't for two more days. Were you afraid and or hoping I might quit before then, or is it due to all the daylight <laughs> saving time that Arizona doesn't use adding up over the years? I'm scared if I open the box now, it'll set the game forward two days and into the time before it fell back. Please advise. Yeah, so I fucked up, and we were d- there was some we weird doing... bullshit about 
leap, leap years. years. Okay. Um, yeah. I can believe that. Yeah. So, so you just you just did like checking within like the multiple of years. Yeah, multiple of three hundred sixty five days because because the doing leap years the way that they were done started to not make any sense because it's it should be three hundred sixty five days times X plus the number of leap years that have occurred in that period of time. And I felt like while I could figure out how to write code that did that accurately, I could also just give people their anniversary boxes a couple days early. What about 365.25? Then they're going to get it at some weird point in the middle of the day. Sure. But it'll happen. It'll be a little weird. I mean, we could also just like do a stirf time comparison between the date that it says their account was created right mm, yeah and True. actually do it based on a human readable date which That's insanity uh, kelha or helha huh. uh, kelha kelsara sara uh, uh, kelha what did you say? I said hell ha. Kill her. Oh, man. Okay. Um Riff, oh, come uh, on. S- I know you can do uh, it. Skeleton ha. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's good. Thoughts on PvP turns not reducing positive buffs and effects? I know PvP is a weird area. I tend not to spend in-run turns, so I don't kill my effects and usually forget to spend them before ascension. Obviously, it's my bad. Just wanted to know what you all thought. No, I very much want there to be that cost associated with doing PvP fights. Yeah. And also not the gain of being able to burn off negative effects. Yeah, and there's... Because basically, like, if you have an effect that becomes optimal for PvP, I want you to not just be able to get one turn of it and then sit on it for the entire season. Yep. Uh, Vlad Teepees. Ooh, gosh. Uh, Let's see. Blood Teepees. Ew. Yeah. Um, that was where the grossest Indians lived. That was where they made Native American women stay when they were on their periods. In the blood teepees. Huh. Vlad teeth pee? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yuck. Man, do you guys ever have that thing where you go to pee and a bunch of teeth come teeth out of your come dick? Out? Yeah, oh. That is the worst. I mean, it's like... Blood priestly... Priestlies? Bro- blood priestlies? Okay, yeah. good. That's like when Jason Priestley becomes a blood lord. Priest. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That happened in um, one of the seasons of 90210. Okay. The new one. It's not Jason Priestley's character from the original 90210. He just... He did a... He did Kickstarter. a... Uh, yeah, he did a Kickstarter to <laughs> help me help me become a blood priest. I need money to buy virgins <laughs> to sacrifice. Uh, <coughs> Great Aunt Sally. Let's see. Gravebound Aunt oh. Sally. Oh. Uh, Great Aunt Satan. Okay. So you've done the first... So I need to come up with a play on Aunt to... Uh... Yeah, which I have a feeling that, given the way that you say it, I can think of a very obvious well, one. Sure. I mean, yeah. Okay, great gaunt, Sally. I was going to say great haunt, uh, Sally. They're both good. 
Okay. Gaunt and haunt are if both. If you say so. Good. You should allow the spaghetti breakfast to be eaten even if you've already consumed one food for the day because, hey, haven't you heard of second breakfast? That's not a real thing. I took Mr. Mag and his wife out for second dinner yesterday. It was pretty great. That's a good story. Uh, that burger is so good that you have to eat it even if you've already eaten dinner. Ah, Jesus Christ. Even though even though people disapprove of the hipster naming convention. I would have I so I so would have been down with that whole dinner progression. I know you would have. Too bad. Too bad for you. Too bad for the forces of good. <laughs> uh, I don't remember it's a night of murderous mayhem. Uh, there was, uh, it was in Helter Stupid, the Negative Land record about, which is like one of their most listenable records. The Helter the, Stupid. Yeah, the the record that they made about the, when they pretended that the song Christianity was stupid had something to do with this kid who murdered his family, like no nothing to do with it at all right but they just released a press release that was like uh yeah we just wanted to let people know that our song had nothing to do with this grizzly murder and then a media circus started around it and then they (laughs) made an album mostly out of samples from that media circus that's awesome and it's super good helter stupid is a really good album it it, more than most negative land albums you can just listen to it and it's kind of like just it's not exactly like electronica but it's just a very like sort of rhythmic sample driven that's really clever the the idea i mean you know nowadays i don't think it would work as much but like back when people didn't just issue press releases that had nothing to do with anything right that's great let's see magnet zero uh magnet zero days left to live Mm. oh maggot zero (laughs) no there you go okay magic scarrow okay yay on the new dread dungeon i'm really happy this is permanent and not temporary like please bring back crimbopolis anywho is there a chance i can get some more plus monster level stuffs i want to get more higher on the clan dungeon boards for the slimy tubes no arrows though a rose just gets stuck in mrs slimy's butt okay i think huh? that maybe this post is a joke i mean the more monster level thing is is a real thing that will happen over time why no arrows is it because this is is this guy just playing off of play havoc uh, maybe i don't know okay black says since best joke ever is a thing why not worst joke ever speed run optimal hardcore ascension delay turn saving facts day count yellow ray turn count leaderboard runaway stasis etc yeah that's not pretty good that's not funny enough to be the worst joke ever uh axaka axe murderer aka <laughs> so i married an axaka Man. Black Saka. Yeah, that was. I thought of that, and then I was like, ah. No, I'll go ahead and take that one. (laughs) To avoid holding us up too long. Saka Lantern? Yeah, see, since I opened this shell session, it's like just frozen up. Huh. And so now I have to close it. And it's going to end up creating a fucking swap file oh, on shit. fight. So next time Chris Moyer goes to edit fight, he's going to be like, hey, can you get the fuck out of fight, retard? And I'm going to be like, that's insensitive. Don't use that word. Swap files. Uh, anyway, Axaka writes, thank you for your years of work writing great systems and content for this delightful game. Well, thank you for saying so. What rate of power creep do you think is appropriate for an MMORPG? Should players be 10% more powerful per year? 100%? How do you choose between stability and progress? I mean, whatever's funniest. We don't, we don't numerically decide that 
Right, like it's... I, I don't know how you would quantify 10% anyway. Well, I mean, the, you could just literally say Yeah, 10, I mean, there's, a lot, of, there's <laughs> a lot of things. Although, I don't know. I mean, what percentage increase in power was afforded to players when Yellow Ray became a thing? Right. Because it's a completely new mechanic. Yeah. Well... It is hard to quantify. You could... you Like, from the from the Bleeding Edge side, you could say, well, how many turns did this shave off of runs? Sure. And that becomes a percentage. Uh, I... You know, I think that it would be awesome if you could... have power creep that felt like you were just making... Like you were just ever more increasingly powerful, but that didn't result in fundamental changes to the game. You know, like in World of Warcraft, they changed the numbers so that everything just gets bigger. But they have this problem where you do that long enough and the numbers get so large that they are they become sort of incomprehensible. Well, they've start they've started fixing that by just cutting everything by a thousand and putting K after it. Wait, have they done that? Yeah. Huh. I mean, that's that's a pretty band-aid solution, though. I mean, I guess you can do K and then M and then B, but still. Well, I mean, you could just eventually decide that level one characters are going to do a thousand damage and then uh, just literally divide all the numbers by a thousand. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's pretty good. All right, guys. Well, that was the thread. I mean, the dread. <laughs> that, All right. was, uh, that was okay. That was a decent uh, pre-Halloween KOL show. Yeah, it was a little short because yeah. yeah. we didn't have a ton of questions, but uh, I had fun. Or were we yeah. being pressed by... Oh, wait, a- wait. One more question. Oh, sorry. Having some hiccup problems. Pretentious Munchkin. Let's see. Pre-death just lunch can... <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, prodigious uh, monsterkin. Can I can I email this one in later? <laughs> sure. Hey guys, I just saw the Dwarven Factory Quest for the first time. Super cool. Definitely one of my favorite logic puzzles thus far. Which got me to thinking: yeah, How do you, you guys design these puzzles? Do you use any sort of tool or framework to make it easier, or do you just pull them directly from your genius brains? Apologies if this has been asked before, as I'm still pretty new to the game. Oh yeah, no, you should definitely apologize for calling us geniuses. <laughs> um, how did you? This, I mean, that was all riff. How yeah. did you? How did you go about designing that puzzle, riff? It's it's been so long. I don't know if I could really say in detail. I just kind of came up with some mechanics that looked like places I could hide information and messed around with it until it worked. Every time I have an idea for a potential puzzle, I write it down and then we'll do something and I'll go back through and I'll call four or five ideas and put them together into something that I'm excited about. And so I just have a a text file that's like puzzle Puzzle ideas. ideas. But that's the part of the problem though, right? Like... The idea of, like, if we say wanted to do a puzzle a week or a puzzle a day or something like that, like, I don't know that I would be able to come up with original cool ideas. Yeah, I don't think that, that we fast. ever want to do that, right? I think we want to do 30 puzzles a year. Yeah. That we get them all, we have a deadline for getting 30 puzzles done. Sure. You know, that's that's what 
if we ever were to do something that was just puzzles, like if we just decided that, all right, we're done trying to make a living. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I mean, I don't design any puzzles for the game, basically. That's not true. I design systems and tricky ways of interacting with the systems, but I also try to put in a bunch of sort of safety valves for just bumbling through stuff. But that's okay. I mean, it's okay to have a puzzly yeah. solution and a straightforward solution. But I don't think solution. it's ever really a puzzly solution. It's like it's like a trick, right? Like a puzzle involves a puzzle to me is a whole system that is designed around either knowledge or insight or cleverness, whereas a trick is just a clever way to step outside of a system. Hmm. And I mean, I guess when a trick is built into the system, it's not stepping outside of the system, but yeah, I think that a lot of the the puzzles that I come up with are actually effectively ciphers, right? They're just they're not Codes. systems. Yeah, they're not systems for hidden information. They are yeah, just co- encoded information or Yeah, I mean that's not. the that's the mystery hunt way. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to do the mystery hunt here. Yeah, we are. It's going to be great. Yeah, I it's hope be a lot so. Of fun. Yeah, I don't know. You you are never into it for more than a couple hours at a time. Well, back when we were actually like stuck in a room on campus at MIT, it was like easy to stick with it, sure. you know. But like since we've started doing it in a place where I could just go into my room and work, right? That's what I'm gonna do. There's a uh, what I'm gonna do. Halloween mystery hunt. Did you guys see that link? I don't know. If Is I it that Octothorpian thing? Uh, I've forgotten what it's called. Was it a Twitter account that you followed? Yes. Okay, so then I think it's the Octothorpian thing. I'm pretty sure you told me about it. I did, but I haven't seen anything about it. No, I haven't either. I followed it when it was like, yeah, follow this, and then we'll tell you when there's going to be something. You guys both got followed back, and I did not, so I don't know how that works. It's because we are cool, apparently. <laughs> well, I'll, uh, I'll put a link in the thread or something. Okay. Do it. All right, guys. Well, I've had a good time recording this episode of the Kingdom of Loathing podcast with you. It's hot in here. Let's stop recording so I can turn the fan back on. Cool. (laughs) All right. We'll see you next time, everybody. Uh, Stay tuned for the next episode of the Kingdom of Loathing podcast, which will feature good old C.D. Moyer. Yay. 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 C.D. Murderer. Boo. Are we not not doing a remote? Uh, We might can. We would need the headphones. Yeah, we would need another splitter. Yeah. And then Riff's going to be very, very quiet. That's true. So, we'll see. Okay. We'll see. And so will you, listeners. You'll hear. Good night, everyone. Oh, we could have Ghost Riff on. Have a great week, everybody. We could have Riff from last week. (laughs) That'd be cool.